We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com to start winning. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to a special crossover episode of the Brooklyn Buzz and the Clear Out Podcast, part one. I'm Nick Fay. With me, as always, Jack Manuel and host of the Clear Out Podcast, Matt Brooks. Fellas, how are we doing after a crazy day in Nets world? I'm so exhausted, honestly. Like, I'm so, it's, it's been, I feel like I've had, there's got to be a movie of this where you just keep having the same day over and over. In fact, I, I feel like I've Grand watched Hulk that movie. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Um, that's been that's been uh, the life of of covering and just being involved with the Nets for the last two weeks. It's just been the same story over and over every day. But I mean, it's we got a lot of new information today. Obviously, some big things to talk about. So uh, I'm excited to hopefully get some finality on this whole thing. Yeah, I don't know what's harder: being having Matt Brooks's job, putting out a million YouTube videos, going to a million press conferences, putting out a million podcasts, going on a million spaces, or having to wake up at 6 a.m., see the Bleacher Report notification on your phone and scroll Twitter for two hours and not be able to go back <laughs> to sleep before work. So we've both uh, both got some tricky situations uh, given our, our status with this team. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Matt looks tired. Like, I've known Matt for a decent amount of time right now, and it feels Damn. like Kyrie has really got to him. <laughs> Jack, obviously, you woke up at 6, so I feel like I'm the most energized one, and I went to the gym, and I'm just like, damn, like, Kyrie didn't weigh me down that much. But we're going to yes. jump into that and plenty more. Uh, you can catch the buzz in the clear out on all streaming platforms and obviously guys we got an update on Kyrie Irving starting early in the day around 11 a.m eastern time uh Shams had a report saying that pretty much Kyrie will not play or practice with the team until he is a full participant and is eligible obviously being vaccinated and then obviously uh Sean Marks had a press conference said a couple things and then literally about an hour before this podcast recording we got a new report from Shams stating uh, the different reasoning why Kyrie is not getting vaccinated. It's not because he's anti-vax. It's because he wants to stand up against the government and mandates and for people that lost their jobs. 
obviously I threw a lot of information at you, but Matt, what is your reaction to this today? Uh, they got to stop doing these things. They got to stop <laughs> dropping these, this news when I'm doing things. Yeah. That's a, that's my takeaway. I was at the gym uh, when I got the Nets PR notification. <laughs> and I at this point, I know by now, whenever I see the big, long, like, word doc, I'm just always like, oh, God, this is something. <laughs> like, it's always a big injury or or COVID or it's just been so many things over the last two years. So saw that come out. And then this whole, this Shams thing's come out when I'm grocery shopping. Um, Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's ruining your day. <laughs> yeah, they're really just weighing me down. Um, Yeah, I mean, my immediate takeaway is I just, I, it's just so hard for me to get a feel for what Kyrie's standing for. I mean, I read the Shams piece or pieces of it, and I, I get it. Like, uh, I mean, look, if you want to stand up for the voiceless, fine. I'm not the first to make this point. But to just, like, not really say anything at any point and just call it a private matter and then have this come out, it's just the weirdest execution of whatever he's trying to accomplish. And and I just, I just am sort of like, what's the point yeah. at right now? I don't know if that's too harsh, but it's just, it's so much drama and unnecessary theater for something that I think really could have been just said right then and there at Media Day, and it wasn't said. And now we're like two weeks later and we're finding out through Shams, which is probably a leak through Kyrie's camp. And I'm just like, this is just the weirdest way to go about this. It's just weird. It's a weird way to do this. Yeah. Uh, misguided is a word that I used to describe it off wax as well. You know, weird, misguided. There's plenty of adjectives you can use to to talk about this. And, and I think that the fact that we saw this from Shams um, as well is evident because the last time we heard a, a, a leak relating to Kyrie Irving was that sort of the bubble talk and, and him making a stand there. And I think that a lot of us agreed and, and, and thought that it was justified in that stand. Whereas now the, the misguided stance of, like you said, you know, may, being a voice for the voiceless, but not using his voice. Like it, it's, it doesn't really, it, it's a bit nonsensical in ways. Um, it is a stance apparently that has been explained to his team, close teammates, Allah, probably Kevin Durant and James Harden. So when it, it makes you sort of look back on it and go, Okay, when did Kyrie Irving tell them? Because Kevin Durant's stance changed a little bit when he was sort of saying, maybe he's naive, but I'm optimistic. What did he tell him like a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago? And 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 look, I don't know. At least he's not anti-vax, but the the reasoning and the the means for him for standing up for for his beliefs here is, I I just don't get it. Um, and ultimately, maybe. This is better than the alternative in being, you know, Andrew Wiggins or Bradley Beal or Jonathan Isaac, because maybe it does lead down the road of him actually getting the vaccine sooner rather than later. Um, obviously, as well, Matt had to clarify for people on Twitter about the religious exemptions, which are now being put forth by the New York State, New York City, whatever it is. Um, obviously, those relate to frontline health workers and not NBA basketballers. So much to process, and it's still we thought we'd get at least a bit of clarity and I think we have like yesterday I'm like okay I think Kyrie is going to be a part-time player and Sean Mark put that to bed um, pretty eloquently and I think the way that he handled it and the team handled it was um, pretty spot on but then Kyrie Irving a couple of hours later goes bang um, I'm not done with this thing just yet it's a it's a tough one to process Nick uh, where do you stand yeah, I mean, just touching on the recent Shams report about Kyrie and his reasoning, like you guys said, it's like the reasoning does not match the actions. 
like Matt had said on media day, just come out and say it. Like if that's why you're doing it, then you have to state why. So you or are a voice for the voiceless. If not, it's just kind of almost irrational to an extent to me. That's like, yeah, it's cool. We got his reasoning, but the reasoning doesn't really make any sense because he's not doing anything to support it. And like, whatever, if you want to have that belief, that's cool. But at the same time, like it doesn't align with a lot of things. And obviously science doesn't really back it up in what he's doing. So I just, it, it just, just another weird Kyrie situation. You know, obviously he's done a lot of interesting things over the course of his career. And this just kind of adds to the list and it goes to the top of the list because obviously there's the potential for him sitting out the entire season. And I'm sure the Nets drew a line for him early on. Maybe it was a week or two ago. And then today they just kind of came out and were like, you know what, we're going to take a stand. We're not going to have this part-time player thing. You got to be all in because it's not really fair to the organization or his teammates or whatever if he's just going to be there half the time, especially if it's just for the reasoning in which he's stating and he's not really doing anything to back it up. So I feel like if I was a teammate, I might be aggravated by it or just like the situation just isn't clicking for me personally. See, I in terms of what you said there, in terms of like his teammates or whatever, it seems to me that, and I've spoken about the the nature of the the team itself in terms of the chemistry, in terms of their personality and stuff, in terms of what you know James Harden has said, and in terms of the introverted nature of them. I don't think these guys. It's it's. I think to be honest, it's a bit water of a duck's back. I don't think it really affects them individually or personally. Yes, it's going to affect the team, but they're a resilient bunch. They'll figure it out, and and I think that ultimately. Here on the Kyrie Irving side of it, I, I, he's obviously going to be giving up. What is it? He's on a forty million dollar contract, half of that money. Obviously, the the fact that it's the Nets' decision, um, I think is. It, I, I just don't know how to when this is resolved or how it's resolved or whether the like we see in a couple of days we're doing another crossover pod and it's about Kyrie Irving's playing on opening night. That wouldn't surprise me either. I just don't know because uh, I think the surprising thing was. Sean Marks is when when Sean Marks says things, he, he he's very measured in what he does say. And a couple of weeks ago, before media days and all this sort of things, confident about the James Harden extension, confident about the Kyrie Irving extension, confident about you know the vaccination status of all of our players. He said that those would be figured out. When he said that, I'm like, okay, cool, all gravy. It's probably Kyrie's going to get vaccinated. Katie will probably get vaccinated. Harden will get vaccinated. The fact that he put that out there means that he was probably given some assurances. And then that there's something that changed within that time frame. I think that this is consistently changing. I think that the Woj bomb last night during uh, the preseason matchup was probably the, the turning points. And then probably that evening or whether they had had the meeting with Kyrie before that as they dropped that. And then Kyrie decides to do his thing after uh, the, the press today um, and speaking with the NetSpeed and everyone else today. I don't know, but... It's a it's a really tricky one, but I think that the the Nets uh, have handled this pretty well. Sean Marks, Joe Sy, and everyone in between. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Matt, you've obviously been consuming this firsthand. How do you think Sean Marks and, and the Nets brass have gone about this? I think Josiah is sick of this. I, I think he's sick of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll say this here. I, Josiah was um, not super pleased la- like last year, at least Josiah's camp um, during the absence. And I don't know to the degree um, – that I think could have mirrored what we're seeing this week with wanting him away from the team. Um, I don't know if it ever got that far, but there was at least from a little bit from what I've heard, there were people that believed that he, or at least people in his camp felt that way. So I just, I, I don't know. I, I think like that has played a pretty large role. It's like, how many times are you going to have Kyrie, really missed time it was i did a, a spaces with um my guy or our guy uh anthony puccio today i would say his name wrong i, I gotta stop doing that <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a tough pronunciation i mean I pooch do, is the easier way to go <laughs> pooch, i'm just calling him pooch he's gonna give me he's gonna give me uh crap about that but um yeah no i did this today and he reminded me that there was that thing with Kyrie and the uh shoulder injury i yeah. just completely forgot about that in year one so I don't know. I think like in a way, like just sort of taking care of this the way they did. And they did it so well today. Like Sean Marks, I said this a little bit earlier um, when I was talking to somebody, I think that was the best presser I've maybe ever seen him give in terms of he had a very set guideline for what he wanted to say. And he did such a great job of putting the responsibility on him and Cy, keeping it off the players, being respectful to Kyrie. It was just, a really impressive 12 minutes and there wasn't really much you could run with it or, or anything. If, if, you know, of course you wanted to look at it that way. I mean, but even if you just want to look at it face value, it just was impressive. So I, yeah, again, I I said earlier, man, I just, it's, it's a very good day. I think in a way to be a Nets fan, just because the organization stood up for what they wanted to do and stood up for what their backing has been in large part with science. And they did it in a way that was respectful. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think Josiah was frustrated as well when he had the presser with the media and he said a couple comments and it was like he obviously felt a certain type of way and you could kind of get those vibes and it makes sense. I mean, he's putting out all the, all this money for this team. He wants it to be successful and they've kind of given Kyrie the benefit of the doubt with all these little minor events. And now it's just like, okay, we need you to be here. We need you to play. And you know, 40 games isn't going to cut it, especially if let's say you sprain your ankle and then you miss two weeks. And now we're talking about 30 or less. So it's like, we need you to be all in. It's a full time commitment. Like we're all committing to winning this championship. We need you to do the same thing. And on the Sean Marks presser, like you said, Matt, that was just an A1 course and how to give a presser after an incident like this. And I think as a Nets fan, I was pretty happy with his performance. And then just like you said, the team coming out and, you know, drawing a line in the sand and being like, no, like we believe in player empowerment, but this is just taking it like a couple degrees too far. So really happy with Marks. He gets a ton of credit for what he does with like, you know, managing players and bring guys in, signing trades, finding talent. But being able to give a presser like that is a skill. No doubt. And I, and I think it, it reminds me of, again, the, the last part that me and you did, Nick, where I was sort of saying that the culture of the Brooklyn Nets is is, is the players now. It's Kevin Durant, it's Kyrie Irving, it's James Harden. But the fact that this sort of, and I said it was a turning point. And look, a part of me was just like, well, Kyrie's going to get what he wants, what he, what he thinks, because ultimately he's a superstar. And the, the best of the best you know, get what they want at the end of the day. So it was good to see, you know, Joe Sy and, and Sean Marks arrest some of that control and be like, okay, this is still the Brooklyn Nets, not the yeah. Kyrie Irvings, not the Kevin Durant's, not the James Harden's. And in, in saying that, uh, it, it filled me with, you know, a bit of pride as being a Nets fan as going for the team. You know, we've all followed the team in some affiliation for however many years. And, you know, players have come and gone, but the organization has remained, remained there. Obviously, Sean Marks is... Um, hiring has been a, a pivotal turning point for how this organization has run and where they stand today. So uh, I, I was pretty pretty happy with all that. And I'm glad that I was wrong in, in what I said on the last pod. And I guess in, in saying that, Matt, we, I, I believe there was probably a lot of Josiah's influence in this. And Josiah also, from what I saw on Twitter with a lot of the, the billionaires lists popping around, apparently he's lost a, a couple of bill lately, but he's got plenty in return. So hopefully... Uh, if the Nets want to chip, he can uh, make it up with a bit of merch sales. But in saying that, we obviously, with Kyrie Irving, we heard that the close teammates were consulted. We heard that Sean Marks said that all players were consulted. The the question I guess I have to ask, and probably going to be the one that the aggregators take from you uh, on this pod, my guy, is was Kevin Durant, was James Harden consulted? What do you think that their influence in this overall decision uh, and this whole, I guess, controversy and saga has been? Uh, yeah, I think they were consulted. I think KD was probably one of the final sign-offs. I mean, it just it seems very unless this got to be so bad behind closed doors, like that they were just like, I'm sorry, like we just have to make this decision. But uh, this is KD's team, like it is. Yep. So, you know, you're not gonna make a big decision like this and be like, oh, by the way, Kevin, guess what we did today? Like, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be something that he's gonna have to give a final send off on, and and it, I mean, look, like you can read into the, you know, let's say the preseason yesterday where he kind of, who was that? It was against uh, Andre Drummond where yeah. he got the technical, and now I'm thinking about that. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that was just like frustration boiling over from this whole thing. I mean. 
it's really Harden seemed a little frustrated yesterday too. They looked horrible. Like I'm so excited to talk about basketball for one second. Although we're gonna get back to it. Stage a preview. Come on, mate. Save it. Save it. Save it. (laughs) I'm I'm saving it. But this, I'm I'm just gonna say this. This preseason game yesterday, everybody looked so disinterested. The defense was so bad, and defense is like such a thing that involves like heart and caring and working together. And I just felt like watching that team. I was like, it just feels like these guys are disconnected. And now it's like. I wonder if that was it. Like, I wonder if it was just this, this, whether they knew about the outcome or not, I'm assuming they all did. I'm assuming they knew about, um, you know, that this news was going to be dropped this morning as of last night. Uh, we're recording on Thursday, uh, Tuesday right now, and they played on Monday. So um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think he's not only is he a guy that was involved, I think he was like really one of the final send-offs and it's maybe just what he wanted to do at this point. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a distraction. It became a topic every single day, every single question to all the players and coaches. And Sean Marks was Kyrie related. And it just seems like something that's kind of nagging on the guys. And again, getting to like the basketball side a little bit, then it becomes just a hurdle for Steve Nash. Like we talked about in the last pod, Jack, just having to deal with all these different guys in and out of the rotation. Because one night you have, you know, an all-star point guard that's playing 35 minutes, giving you 25 a night, playing super efficient. Then the next night you don't have that guy because you're playing at home for the next three nights. So it just, created so many different other distractions and the type of distractions that you just don't want on a championship team and Kevin Durant knows that he's been part of championship teams James Harden wants to be part of a championship team so these guys understand like other things are going to happen during the year and we're going to have to face that this is something else that we don't need to add to our plate if it's not necessary and mind you KD's been a part of a team where they had a really early season distraction with the blow up between him and Draymond you yep. kind of cannibalized that team now was that a was that just a a release of energy because there was this uncomfortable feeling within that locker room that Katie was going to leave? I mean, yeah, probably, but it yep. certainly didn't help anything. And I I just I think you know this as you said these guys have been doing it for a while. You kind of know when a situation is going to disconnect guys, and it's not just the stars. It's like you don't want your role players feeling a certain way and and you know feeling like oh this guy only shows up half the time, gets yep. all the credit. And, you know, and when he plays, I have to have my role shrunk or whatever. Um, It just was an untenable situation. And I think it's also, sorry to cut you off, Jack, one more last point. It's like guys that just joined the team to win a championship, like Paul Millsap, Patty Mills, LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah, I can't promise any care if he's winning a championship. LaMarcus Aldridge coming out of retirement to play with the Nets, thinking he has this opportunity, and now you're going to tell me, yeah, this guy's not sure if he wants to play or not, and he has all these other things on his plate. So just really crazy. But what are you thinking, Jack? Yeah, I wanted to finish, I guess, with two things because, you know, we, we want to spend a lot of time talking about basketball in our season preview. Two things. How much does this thing linger and what is the ultimate resolution to it all? I mean, it's it's a, maybe two questions that can't be yeah. totally answered, but I've got pretty two of the, the smartest people in, in terms of Nets basketball in my eyes. And that's why I pose the questions because then I can respond to it after I hear from smarter people than me. <laughs> this is I a... hope it ends soon. <laughs> How about that answer? Um, yeah. Don't mind it. I mean, there's two, there's two solutions, three solutions. Um, the NYC mandate changes. I think that's unlikely, but we can throw that out there. He gets vaccinated. Some people are feeling really optimistic by the news that he's taken an anti-government stance, and that's what's fueling his decision. And it's not that he's anti-science or anti-vax. I am unsure, I guess, about how I feel about that. 
Um, I think that could go either way. And I could also see like if he is so anti-establishment, having his establishment that he works for saying basically you can't show up, you're going to lose your job, um, could fuel that stance, could actually make this way worse because all of a sudden he's – He's actually he's actually a voice for the voiceless. He is leading the march of the voiceless, or whatever this whole idea is, because he's now unable to work. Like it, it could just completely backfire. So I don't. I could see that going either way. Or he shows up next week and he's vaccinated, and this was just a whole, a whole whatever. Just a whole. He just wanted to make a point, or or what? I don't. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I think Matt pretty much nailed it. I think the New York City, uh, New York City mandate thing, like if it were to get removed, it probably wouldn't be until almost like summer. Is is it? I thought it was no. Isn't November when the elections are? Or whatever you guys are obviously residing in that country. Yeah, I mean there are elections, but it doesn't mean anything's going to change. And you would assume, okay. based off of the state and the different things they've done in the past, and then the way that they anticipate COVID probably increasing during winter, given people are inside and things along yeah. those lines, I couldn't see anything until like late spring, maybe early summer around playoff time, which obviously is great. But like Matt said, I also could see him getting the vaccine and then just all of a sudden showing up, or maybe it's just randomly one day in February he decides to come play. We just saw Ben Simmons randomly just decide to come play for the Sixers after holding out. So wouldn't put it past him and then like matt said i wouldn't also be surprised if he sat out the entire season and then the last thing which i don't think is super likely but i would just have to mention as a possibility is that he retires like this i don't want to say that or, it's like traded. A, or traded i mean i think yeah. the trade trade provides a lot more other elements and i think that's more unlikely i think it's almost more likely he retires just given yeah. he just seems to care about a lot of things and basketball's not his priority and that's okay like if that's what you want to do that's fine but you have to understand like he's pretty much saying right now that his priority is not basketball and th if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do i'm not here to tell you how to live your life but at the same time like it makes sense yeah I do like you brought that up nick because i think if he were to retire or trade it or, or whatever more so retired you know the the voice quote unquote that he does have it gets incredibly diluted and lost in the wings if he's, you know, a retired player. Or maybe it gets stronger. I don't know. But for me, it was, you know, it's the reason why a lot of the players decided to go to Orlando because they thought that their voice, that platform gave them, um, was able to forward a, a lot of the efforts for, for Black Lives Matter and all the other philanthropic efforts that they had. So, look, it's, it's, incre it's an incredibly unpredictable situation. I think that, you know, that comes with the... That comes with the package of, of Mr. Kyrie Irving, but you know we got Cam Thomas, we got Patty Mills. Things are gonna be fine, lads. Let's 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 talk some hoops on the season preview. Javon Carter. Uh, Javon, Javon Carter. Carter. Yes. <laughs> I guess, guys, before we leave, what do you think is the most likely outcome? Just your prediction on the situation. Obviously, it's like we have all have like a one in four chance here. So. Oh boy. Um, I think that this drags out for a really long time. I could see like. January. I mean, which pains me because I just, I just don't want to have to think Talk about, about it <laughs> every single week and every, and you know, every single loss where they, let's say they lose to, let's say they lose to the Lakers on Christmas. It's going to be the discourse of, well, what, what could have happened if Kyrie was, it's just going to hang over it. And I, I really regretfully say this, but I am worried it's going to hang over for a large part of the season, which I also worry about the team with a little bit. Yeah. Because again, this like this it's just it's funny that he said he didn't want to be a distraction on media day because even even by staying silent and and or and whatever and with the team saying basically 
we need you to stay away till you're vaccinated. Even still, it's still going to be a distraction. Like it's just yeah. going to be that. So um, I, I think that, yeah, I, I could see it happening at some point, maybe halfway through the season. I mean, I don't think it's a secret that he doesn't really like the regular season. I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. get the sense that he really cares that much about the regular season. He likes the big games clearly. And he likes the playoffs. He likes those big moments. But um, as for the regular season, like, you know, I don't think he's going to be losing sleep over missing parts of it. Now, the money, money might talk at some point. Yeah. But actually missing games, hmm, I don't know. What do you think, I'm gonna, Yeah, I'm going to go by – I reckon he's there by Christmas because sort of you sort of saying, you know, big games and playoffs and those sort of things, Matt – I reckon he wants to be there for, you know, the, the Lakers game. I reckon he wants to be there to go up against LeBron and, and for that for that matchup. Maybe even opening night. Maybe the desire to, to be there for... It depends on... I, I think Kyrie, the, the, like we alluded to earlier, the fact that this has been a, a whirlwind of a, of a saga, a whirlwind of a saga, shows that it can change at, a, at, at an instant. You know, Kyrie Irving might wake up tomorrow and be like, you know what? Seeing the the response to it online and, and everything, or maybe he does an Instagram live and, you know, he, he gets a lot of hate. Or maybe he just, you know, just wakes up and is like, ah, I feel like in the vaccine. Maybe that's a better way to do it. People are telling me to actually use my voice, like literally, rather than figuratively. Or, or it's not even figuratively, just not using it. So I'm going to, I'm going by Christmas at the, the latest. And um, I'm, the optimist in me is hoping that it's done by opening night. But I think that that's probably more unlikely. I gotta ask you guys one thing. Do you guys buy the 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 what we got from Shams tonight from Kyrie? I I should have asked this earlier, but I I don't know. Maybe I just didn't want to hit off the podcast of this. Like, do you think that's really why he's unvaccinated? <laughs> Honestly, that's such a tough question. <laughs> Yes. Trying to figure out like how Kyrie Irving thinks is just like a real task that we could speak about for a long time. I mean, part of me thinks like maybe it's true, but part of me is just like maybe it's not. Maybe he just just like came up with the idea. Like I said to Jack before we hopped on, it's like he's the type of person that has kind of a feeling towards something instead of like thinking of a thought out plan to execute that feeling. He just kind of reacts and does something. And at maybe one point he's just like, no, I don't want to get the vaccine. And also someone else brought up a point like he just doesn't like being told what to do. So, like, yeah. that's just part of how it is. So maybe this is kind of his excuse or way to do it. Honestly, I have no way to say. And until we actually hear from Kyrie Irving, I think that's a fair question. Look, Shams has always been pretty spot on with when it comes to Kyrie Irving stuff. And to me, I think I would like to think it's more likely that Kyrie Irving would have this weird deluded reason than being anti-vaccination, anti-science because of... Both. I, 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 yeah, I still think that, like... Despite all this, he is a, a curious person. He is a good person. And he has like a, an intelligent mind for in certain respects, obviously. But it, you, you know, you hop back to different sort of sagas, as Matt was sort of alluding to. You know, different injuries, the the January absence, the whole flat Earth thing, which was him just on a podcast speaking to his Cleveland teammates and just throwing it out there. Then a couple of weeks later at, at uh, All Star Game, he's like, "Yeah, I was just doing it to you know just to stir some." stir up the pot and, 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 and ruffle some feathers. So not, maybe that's the, the same sort of issue, but that was obviously five years ago and maybe yeah. his convictions have changed. But I, 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 I'd like to think that, like, you know, he would think about the, the greater good of actually just getting the vaccine and knowing that that's not only going to be helpful for him, but the communities that um, he has such strong allegiances to, as well as his family and um, the, the newborn son or, or daughter that he's going to have very soon. Um, I, I just hope that 
it's resolved sooner rather than later. But I, I, I buy into it. But at the same time, I can be, as Kevin Durant would say, a little naive sometimes. <laughs> I think that's a fair way to put it, especially with this situation. And just to give my yeah. prediction, I think like you guys said, he does get vaccinated. But I think at some point later in the season, it does drag on. It becomes something annoying that we consistently have to talk about. And like you said, it becomes a headline on first take every time the Nets lose a big game. But any other thoughts, guys, on Kyrie before we get out of here? No, I'm so excited to talk about basketball. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk some hoops. Let's talk some defensive coverages. Let's talk some Holland's action. And I want to learn about basketball more from Matt Brooks on the season preview. Yes. Uh, always a pleasure, guys. Even we're talking about topics that are not fun. And as I mentioned before, you can find the Clear Out and the Brooklyn Buzz on all streaming platforms. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.